Hey, Adam. Yeah. Uh, do you live in a house? I do. Uh, how many doors does it have? Uh, two. Mm, yeah. In and out? In and out. How many doors does this pod cave have? Uh, one. It serves as both the entrance and the exit. And I'm Peter Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice and counting of egresses and ingresses. Yeah, and maybe, uh, I don't know, is this thing up to code? This is not. <laughs> I know, you got super nervous when you asked that. Well, I don't know, for, for people who uh, who haven't seen the pod cave from the outside, which is probably most of y'all. <laughs> most of the world. It is, um, I mean, if you think it looks shoddy just right here. Well, that's the thing. I don't think it actually looks shoddy the way we have the camera angles. Yeah. And and the, 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 the suaveness and sophistication that we bring to it, like we don't think much <laughs> of that. But to the to the to our loyal listeners and viewers, first of all, the listeners don't know what we're talking about. No, they, they think no we're way. at you know, I was going to say Studio Fifty Four in New York, but that wasn't the studio actually. No, 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 yeah, uh, we, they think we're at the world's finest studio because we have a wonderful production team here. We have some great microphones. We have wonderful spin drift. Oh my gosh, he's still trying to get this endorsement. Yeah, wait, hey, you are drinking it now. I do. I, I love the lemon. Could, oh, the lemon. The lemon has less. Lemon only has three calories, and there's we've got one carb, and so as you know, the keto. Thing, what a great know. diet in which you can only have you can't even have three carbs except certain <laughs> times of the day you you can go down to pappy's ribs and have seven thousand carbs oh, i mean seven thousand calories it's so great it's so <laughs> great uh, but we shouldn't slag off the pod cave too much uh our intern ryan spent uh a whole 10 minutes 10 minutes last week <laughs> no Fixing, no it looks good in here man it it's, does look much better we have the the, the sound baffling is back in the house it smells worse but it looks better it does yeah. right all right anyways what are we talking about today oh we're talking about architecture we're piggybacking up on uh from yeah. yesterday's episode because at seven. the end of the episode i don't know how many folks make it to the end because that was a long episode but we threw out some good info. It was very good. Yeah, if if you're really interested in, so. in, in some of the more tactical stuff that we get into, things that you can apply. I mean, look, you still got to do the work. We're not giving you a silver magic bullet. But these are really, I think, things that are like we, we always talk about stuff that we say or that comes up in conversation with each other here at the podcast and how much this has helped us in our practice where it's just a reminder yeah. of, of things for us to go back. And so we really do try to, um, you know, uh, practice what we actually do we practice what we preach but we also try have tried this stuff out for a while and a lot of this comes from not only us but talking to really good musicians jazz musicians specifically that have applied these different techniques or things that we've observed in them like i i, I always go back to like you know roy hargrove and and joshua redmond these great musicians that were you know my peers they still are that uh when i was young and i started seeing like I was so interested in like what do they how do they look at the world how do they how do they because I wanted to find things to do because I didn't have a podcast yeah, yeah. jazz podcast when I was growing up oh, I don't know man. about you you're a little younger I did not have a jazz millennial podcast. No, no. but I mean you know so but it's the same thing it's just sort of passing all passing along the information and Mr. Millennial <laughs> you're literally the world's oldest millennial we established that we went Jeez. to Wikipedia oh, gosh yeah yeah so anyway yeah so what we wanted to focus on was was what the last kind of piece of the puzzle was yesterday about improving your soloing. And that is this connection uh, between the arts in general, but specifically architecture, that genre, is that a genre or it a is field? A genre, yeah. yeah, field of study, field of, 
of adventure and all that kind of stuff, like how we can kind of think about architecture and apply it to improving our jazz playing. And what I love about this is that, of course, architecture is a physical um, art. You know, it's a physical man- manifestation that we can see that we're in. I mean, look, technically the pod cave is architecture. Did you know that? Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. and it's, <laughs> That's what you're nervous about because it's a little shoddy. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, architecture is something that we're always in. I mean, it's very utilitarian. It's made to be used. And I think that a lot of times for playing jazz and for our soloing and stuff, we need to do a little more of that. So it's it's a good application. Plus, we're always going into different buildings, especially if you travel or just wherever you live. Like, you can always look at something differently. Most of us are going into buildings and not ever thinking about it, you know. And if you just kind of open your eyes and look at it, it can be fun. And then you can maybe have some ideas on how you're going to structure your solo, how you're going to, um, you know, maybe structure some things in your practice. There's a lot of ways to look at it. For sure. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to update the card here, but on my uh, little phone because I still don't want to use my laptop. Wait, yeah, wait, I know. wait, listen. Do, 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 the world's smallest violin. Sorry. Playing my heart bleeds for you. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, no, so I agree. I like this idea. I mean, I liked it so much when you started um, talking about it yesterday that I thought this does deserve its own show. So um, so you started yesterday by talking about egresses uh, conveniently yep. Yep. about, you know, at, at a certain point you have to have a door, no matter yep. if you're building some kind of like elaborate crystal palace yep. or just a basic, you know, two room house. Yeah. It has to have a door. Yeah. <laughs> Usually. Yeah. Or an elevator, something, some kind of way in. Yeah. Right. And so it's the same way to think about it. Uh, during your solo. And I love this, these kind of analogies with other forms of art because it really, for me, it makes me think in a completely different way than I think how I might have been taught or how I even observe other musicians. Like it, it just kind of is a different perspective on things like how to get into your solo, how to, like when I think of a door, I don't think of like how I get in. Right. I think of how I let others in. And that's something, just that little psychological twist about how I can begin my solo and let the person into this building that is, you know, this, yep. this solo that I'm about to create, uh, I think is brilliant. Well, and, it, that, and it, I think you hit it, the nail on the head there is that, like, this is not about an architect does not design a door that's for them or for the owner. It's for other people coming up to the building. Right. So, like, too much we're thinking about how do we want to get into our solo. Totally. And that really doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. Now, there's all different ways to do that. Just like, so th- then you can start looking at, at architecture. I was just at the Roby House. I don't know if you know about the Roby House. It's uh, up in Chicago. No. Frank Lloyd Wright, one of his uh, prairie style, early, early prairie style, beautiful home. That I you love can, a Frank Lloyd Wright. It's yeah. great, man. And it's it's a museum. And it's owned by the it's right by the University of Chicago campus, and they do a great tour there. I was there years ago, but I got to go again this summer. But you know, Frank Lloyd Wright, especially with his residential architecture, he loved to do this thing of the door being kind of hidden. I mean, mm-hmm. not totally hidden, mm-hmm. but a little bit like like on the Roby House, it's sort of not where you would expect it. Mm-hmm. You can see it. I shouldn't say it's hidden, but it's a little bit obscured, and you have to walk a little bit back in the property a little lot further than you would expect and then it's just not it's 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 sort of um diminished a little bit in terms of the overall architecture it's not like a grand mm-hmm. door mm-hmm. but you but you can see it though there's a way to get in it's not like you're going to walk around for an hour saying i can't get in this building it's not know? confusing to 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 find how to enter the house no but it's not expected either. it's not expected yeah, yeah. yeah and you do have to you know 
look a little bit. But then when you come into it, the, and look, I'm getting a lot of this. I'm not a genius in architecture, but I'm getting this from the tour guy who yeah, was yeah. really good to explain this. But the idea is that once you come in this door, and it's a small door, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a man of my frame, it's perfect. For, <laughs> for you, it's so small. That it's, you might even be doing a little I'm bit of... A little duck with my groceries at you, the end You of might be ducking a little bit. But apparently yeah. Frank Lloyd Wright was a man of, of average stature, as, as am I, and, and he was known to have a little bit of a Napoleonic concept, so he would do some of his doors to his height. I mean, hey... <laughs> <laughs> He's the architect. Yeah, right? yeah. You can do what you want to do there. Wait, wait, but wait. We were saying for the soloing. No, you can't. You got to do it for the listener. Oh, anyway. no, no, no. no. <laughs> gotcha. No, no. But you go in this doorway that's small, not not like Hobbit size, but on the smaller <laughs> side. But then when you go in, the entryway is not particularly huge Uh but it feels really grand and it kind of open like he's really thinking about what you're seeing then and your first impression of the house right and so because you have this sort of sublimated doorway and i think about his jazz solo like it's almost like you're you're underselling at the beginning of your solo you're giving that entry but you're not playing all your stuff you're like playing some really nice stuff but then you kind of let it evolve out to something and i would think that that's a really high level of thinking about architecture and then architecture of your solo also. And just understanding, I mean, this is something we've been talking about all day today in different contexts, but understanding the journey of your listener, like understanding where they are in the journey. Because, you know, it's funny, like, uh, I like this idea of we're taking ourselves out of this because uh, when you think about your listener's journey in this experience, they're not, they don't have the same experience with this music as you probably do. Um, not that you have to to simplify it or, or cater to it, but understand that you're these first moments in the solo when you're when they're coming through the door, you're yeah. setting up what's happening after that, right. big time. You're set, setting up expectations. You know, they found the door, they're into the solo. You found this way, and, and now what you play at this point is that entrance entrance way where you're setting up the experience of the of the structure, right? You know, right. and so. Even if like, and, and I'm not saying like you have to like predetermine what this is going to no, be no. at all, and you shouldn't. No, the drama and unexpected is great That's for sure. But but recognize that what you're playing there in those first few seconds, those first few measures, can be can be used later. Yeah. To mess with expectations, to uh, to add novelty, to change it up. Yeah. Or or to be used as material to draw from. Well, and I'm just thinking of this, you know, entryway you know analogy and how we apply this to jazz um th- we're talking about great ways to do it and frank lord right let's talk about some some things not to do oh I like okay that. we love doing I that love doing in that. the words of christian mcbride let yeah, me show yeah. you some stuff not to play for sure okay think about the house with the beautiful golden door the gaudy and like you know grandiose and everything's great and and it's right in the middle bam you come up big double doorway then you go in and it's kind of a crappy house on the inside <laughs> so don't like oversell your soul if you don't got anything to to play afterwards once or don't play put all your best materials on the outside of the house and then you got nothing left for the inside yeah that's right there's the drama is key to this so you have to have somewhere to go yeah i mean this is why when people start talking about you know if you get go into like a a, a class or something with a teacher in a in a, in a uh, combo situation or whatever like they'll often say like you know start out by not playing a lot take jabs you know right and that's because it it it, it, for a beginning level like it gives you somewhere to go yeah like you're good enough that you could start off busy and 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 still take the listener somewhere right but you're still not going to give them what would happen you know one minute two minutes into your solo you know and it still needs to like yeah i think in order to get away with stuff like that even if you can do it is is very much 
you know, we can learn from architecture too in that the door can be somewhere unexpected. You can have some crazy stuff going on, but then the form and the connection stuff, you have to pay even more attention to That's it. That's right. You know, if you're not doing like a standard, like, you know, here's the door in the middle and there's a window here, you know, what kind of what people expect then that's fine, but you got to make sure that there's a way to get there. And then when they come in, they're not tripping as they get in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because you can, a lot of architects have kind of outsmarted everybody. And I mean, at, at a basic level, architecture, you're not supposed to be dangerous, right? You're not right, supposed yeah, to be like, yeah. you know, you walk. It and needs then to they, be a structure yeah. that's going to, yeah. <laughs> It's supposed to be safe, yeah. unlike this pod cave, right? Well, I'm so glad you brought up Frank Lloyd Wright, because there's another uh, aspect to his architecture in particular that I think is is very, uh, very analogous to to playing a solo and that's the way he uses the the surroundings of a structure as part of yes because you know you're you're when you're Ooh, inside the house stuff now you're looking out you're looking out and right. so he the way he frames the nature around or yeah. the surroundings of, of what's around i think is very uh similar to when you're inside your solo yeah you know to to i mean we said all the time listen but be you know make sure that that you're setting up What's happening around you? Make the drummer sound good. Yep. Interact with the you know the bass player, whatever it is. But like you need to be aware of your surroundings, yeah. even if it's like you know. Uh, sometimes I'll think about like, okay, I'm in a fairly big hall, mm -hmm. so I probably can't get as small as I would get into sure. like a, a 50 person club when everybody's right there. You know, yep. that kind of thing. Uh, I think is really good to think about and be aware of as you're as you're soloing. That's great, and I mean, I think you know. We're, we're talking about being aware of your environment, the physical space, aware of the personnel, the other For musicians sure. on stage, aware of the audience. For sure. You know? yeah. And, you know, very much architecture is like Frank Lloyd Wright was, this, I guess, a specialist in this idea of of being a part of the, the landscape, the prairie landscape at first. And then when he moved out to the desert and, um, you know, the Arizona, but, but being a part of nature. And so that's sort of the environment, maybe for us in terms of playing. And then, but then houses and buildings are made for people and for visitors to come in. And so, you know, it's the audience too. That's part of the environment of what we're doing. For sure. And has to, ha should have some impact at some point on how we structure our solos, how we structure, how we play this music, you know. Yeah. We have that advantage to be able to do some structuring of it as we go. Um, you know, unlike music that's totally predetermined in terms of what the notes are. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, <clears throat> it's really interesting to think about. I mean, I think it's something that you just sort of develop naturally if when you're perform, performing a long time. But these analogies are so crisp uh, to these two uh, seemingly different worlds. It's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. No, I think about it. I, 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 the more I've gotten into this, the more I think about this. Um, like, I don't know that I necessarily think about it as I'm soloing, to be honest. But I definitely think about it like when I'm listening to things that I've played. Yeah. I think about it when I'm practicing. When, and, and really just when I'm sort of conceptualizing what soloing is. Composition, for sure. Mm. And um, I, I just believe that the architecture, um, which is kind of like almost like the timeline of what a solo would be, you know, is is very important. And I mean, I think that the, where we can really draw inspiration from physical, you know, architecture that we see is just in the variety of it. Right. You know, the different kinds of things, these specific ways, but also just when you see something like, wow, this is so unusual. Does it work? Does it not work? Yeah. And then, you know, how can I apply that to my playing? That's right. Some That's fun great, stuff. Man. Yeah. But we did it. We did it. <laughs> Made it through another day. Another day, another dollar. 
Free podcast. Uh, oh, no, but you can join and support us. How? We haven't been hyping that enough. We haven't been hyping that and, enough. And, and because we haven't, we've got a little bit of fall off of membership. Oh, no. Nobody's man. left still. Yeah. But we haven't been having these screaming hordes coming in like we did at the beginning. You're talking about You'll Hear It Premium. I'm talking about You'll Hear It Premium. Yeah. Go support the podcast. Uh, yeah. Go to youllhearit.com. Become a premium member. We have exclusive episodes at the piano with PDFs available. Yeah. They're awesome. But do it but do it for that, but just do it because you want to support us, too. Yeah. We're trying to keep this thing going. We're trying to keep we're trying to keep the pod cave elevated. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you were going to say from falling down, but that's <laughs> already happened. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. We couldn't quite do that. But yeah, no, it's fun. We have a nice little community of folks that's that's growing over there yeah it's awesome. fun stuff happening cool well until tomorrow we'll hear it mm-hmm.